so quiet. I'm sitting in my front yard and it's quiet, like no people sounds, but a lot of like nature sounds, bird sounds, and a wasp just landed on my lap and then flew away. We are social distancing. Um, we are doing our best trying to deal with this pandemic. As many of you know, I've been working on putting this podcast together and getting it off the ground for about nine months. And there's always been a reason or a project or a job or something that has come up that has made it difficult for me to give it the time that I want to and need to. Um, but suddenly I found myself faced with a lot of time. And, you know, this project is super important to me. And I hope that if I can be that silver lining person that I try to be, at the very least during this time, I want to be able to make something that is meaningful to me. Um, I'm going to record with my friend Delaney today. Long distance. Anchor is cool that way. So I can record with anyone who also has the app and makes a free account. And I can just send them a link and we can record together. So that's what we're going to do. And we're going to kind of recap some of the things that we had talked about when we had gotten together in person to record before um, the coronavirus situation. And then, um, you know, we're just kind of see where that goes organically. And I think we're going to have a good time. And I hope you guys enjoy our conversation. And as always, you know, I want to hear from you. I want, I don't want this to just be something that you listen to. I want you to join the conversation. So if you want to share thoughts or feelings or fears about, you know, this current pandemic, if you want to talk about what your social distancing or quarantining looks like, if you want to talk about the art that you're making, if you have poetry or fiction or nonfiction you want read, like I would love, I just would love any interaction from any of you. Um, so you can get in touch with me on social media. You can send me a text. You can send me a Facebook message. Um, and actually, and if you wanted to send an email, you could do that too. I am working on um, streamlining all of my social media email to one place. So you can email me at melissa at melissamarsh.co and just put in the subject line rough draft podcast or podcast or something like that. And I'll be checking that. Um, but yeah, it's quiet and it's kind of beautiful. Um, I'm challenging myself in that way because this is hard and I'm nervous and I know I'm not alone in that. I just want to keep focusing on what's good and what's beautiful as much as I can. And I encourage you guys to do the same as much as you can. Feel your feelings. That's okay. Um, but I think the idea of community and togetherness might be exactly what we need right now. So I hope to hear from you guys soon. I'm Melissa Marsh. And this is Rough Draft. Hi. Hi. Okay, we're in business. We're in business. 
Um, I think that it's ironic that it took a pandemic and being stuck at home <laughs> to be able to record a podcast, but you know. Right. Well, I mean, everyone's doing it now. So we want to be on we don't want to be on that trend. <laughs> we were on the trend. I just had a, a technological difficulty, which that's typical for me, but whatever. Well now my phone is on do not disturb. It's on airplane mode. It's on all the jazz and we're running on Wi-Fi. So hopefully hey. hey. <laughs> you are prepared. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I figured that we should talk about stuff. Sure. And should we, should we there's rehash? so much to talk about. <laughs> should we rehash what we <laughs> were talking about before? And then um, get into what's going on currently. I mean, I feel like talking about what we were talking about before is just so far in the past now. I know. It was like but, what, a month ago. Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, we were talking about how like 2019 was super shitty and difficult. <laughs> and we, we had big plans for 2020. Um, and then pandemic. Right. So. <laughs> no, I mean, we can we can still rehash because <laughs> one of those things where we had these problems before the pandemic. <laughs> I know. And it's not like every. It's not like these problems still go by the wayside. Like it, no, they definitely don't. Yeah. They definitely don't. Yeah. So. Um, well, why don't why don't we start with you telling us a little bit about yourself? Okay, your twenty nineteen. Um, my twenty nineteen. My twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Yeah, let's let's do. Um, I feel like it's like a quick story time. Uh, here's what happened to me over the last three years. Well, there's more. Yeah, I mean, it's all it's all basically started because of. 2015 actually yeah that's true yeah so i will start there first off hello my name is delaney twining i am the bar manager slash beverage director slash sommelier whatever have you (laughs) (laughs) all of the things all of the things of nantucket's restaurant and twining restaurant association i.e my family's restaurant group um uh this is more w- kind of what has transcribed and transpired throughout the last five years because of what i've been kind of motivated to do yeah. so um starting in like 2013 2014 i was really getting into craft cocktails and things like that after a marriage that seemed to be happily going on (laughs) and they always seem to be happily going on yes (laughs) seems a very dangerous word (laughs) um so why in in 2015 a lot of shit happened so in may of 2015 my brother was uh murdered and he, his uh, death has still not been justified in like the news media or 
in any sense of the word in the past five years? You know, it's obviously like a very heavy topic, but I didn't even know the circumstances in any way until I read your post on Facebook. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt like enough time has passed that I could actually talk about it. Yeah. That's, I mean, because, it's a tough topic, obviously. Because you had five years of just like anger and sadness and loss just boiling over and no one is doing anything about it. And, and it's one of those things like, this is how superheroes are created. Like, this is how Batman, <laughs> Batman I- lost his family. Punisher lost his family. Spider-Man lost Uncle Ben. Like, there's all of these things where I'm just like, uh. Look, before we go any further, I have to say that it really speaks to your character that, like, you chose superhero, and my immediate thought was, like, villains. Like, this is well, how bad guys are created, but you're like, no, this is how, like, good guys... I just... You're so good. Yeah, I mean, I, that's who I look up to. I mean, yes, I do understand the whole... Um, idea of a villain, like where they are coming from. Like, uh, in my opinion, the best villains are always the ones that can convince people that their cause is correct. Right. Yeah. I think and that we have we have a whole other podcast that we could make easily just talking about like the new Joker movie. Oh God! I have comments. <laughs> I have I concerns for my mental well being. Like. There's there's so many, like, for me, I'm just like, yeah, that's kind of a rehashing of four different stories that they just kind of put together into one movie. And at the same time, I'm just like, oh, no, in the current situation, like, this is basically going to turn into, like, Project Mayhem from Fight Club. <laughs> then you, like me, who go, well, I'm not, like, super familiar with, like, superhero stuff and whatever, but... Uh- relatable and i'm a little bit afraid yes yes <laughs> like that's that's the whole thing it's like <laughs> like these, right. these people have been kind of taken by society and yep. like the sand has been kicked in their yeah. face and it all turns from which path do you go down do you go down the evil route or do you go down the good route right yeah that was, um, that was kind of a topic in Walking Dead last season, because the one character was talking about, are we the villains in someone else's story? Oh, like, yeah, <laughs> like I... because they're the ones protecting their own, but at the same time, like they're also killing people, and you're right. like, oh man, this is this is a really tough moral, like dilemma that or like very ambiguous view on how you look at society in right. the realm of a zombie apocalypse which right and and you know, <laughs> is hitting a little too close to home for me right now like yes oh no yeah like the new season started up and i'm just like i don't really want to watch that right now <laughs> i'm not feeling super good about this yeah. yeah but i don't want to distract from your story so so um Anyway, during this whole thing with the passing of my brother, uh, I was also going through a divorce at the same time. And that really put me into a sink because... Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, 
I'm losing two people in my life that were like super special to me. Right. And now <laughs> it's like, I'm in an empty home. And also like, I still have to see her once in a while type thing. And that was like five years ago when she was still around here. Right. But like still this one thing where you're just like, Oh, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like yep. the one thing that I kind of, got out of that is she was the person that really pushed me to take up craft cocktails and really learn about wine and really pushed me to be a Cicerone and she's like you're so like dedicated to this and you know so much about it why not just do it and I was like yeah you're right and then come 20 16 i passed my first psalm and then 2018 i passed my level two right yeah so i was thankful for that and then like now we get to 2018 where i'm like yeah everything is going well and then i start to be in a relationship with somebody who i used to date in college and then everything seems to be going really awesome and then 18 happens and She's she leaves me on her birthday, <laughs> which is one of those. It's a really weird situation because it was going to be like her moving here and us being together and us developing this relationship where eventually we're going to get married and all this stuff. And then right. like we get into like this small tiff like three days before her birthday. And I'm like, oh, OK, everything should be fine. All this stuff. And then on her birthday, I had a surprise party planned for like 75 people. And it was like people from the restaurants and like trying to develop a family for her moving here because she's right, cause she, her family wasn't here. Right. Right. And for me, I'm just like, you need to develop a family here. That's not just me because I don't feel like that's, that's not fair to you, <laughs> you know? And then we wake up on that day and she's like, I have something to talk about. And I'm like, okay, this is going to go two ways. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be either I'm pregnant or we're breaking up. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> and those are the first two things that went through my mind. And I'm just like, Oh, I hope it's a kid. I hope it's a kid. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, uh, I'm leaving. And um, my parents are going to move me out today and I'm like but I have all these food and like people coming over so I had to like immediately cancel the party and on Yikes. that day Yikes. yeah and so like and then I had to like find a place to like stand or sit or figure something out <laughs> while her and her family moved the what is basically like all of her furniture and clothing and everything she owned out of my house. <laughs> and, and I was like, that, that was five hours of just like solitude that I will never, ever want to feel again. <laughs> you know, it sucks because like not only over the last five years, have you had, you know, obviously some life changing events, which I feel like it's been an overwhelming, like common thread between 
everyone that I'm close with in some way of like, wow, like things, you know, life happens, life is hard, but like, it's been an overwhelming amount of things that like, I didn't see that coming, but yours haven't just been like difficult. They've also been like very awkward or very strained or like situations where you're going, okay, but like, what the fuck do I do? Like, how do I take this information and do anything with it at all right Right. now? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that feeling, just even thinking about that feeling, like, I struggle with that because I don't like to feel unprepared. I don't like to feel blindsided. You know, I also (laughs) was married and I'm no longer married. And that, the ending of that was different for me because I saw it coming for a long time. Right. I don't know if everybody on the outside did, but I did. And, you know, he did too. Like, to be fair, I didn't blindside him, but I think that like that feeling of waking up one morning and your whole life. And that goes with like a death of someone that you love also like going my life from this second forward is never going to be anything like it was like coping with that is very challenging for me personally. And I mean, you know, I imagine for you too, but those situations are like very tense, very tense. Right. And it's more of how do you deal with it? as a single person like yeah because then your support structure is essentially evaporated and you're dealing with it not just like the grief of like losing someone you know your brother your wife like whatever your girlfriend it's not just a loss there but it's also this like tension Mm -hmm. where you still have to function you still have to go to work you know when we first tried to record this episode you were telling me about like all of the things that you had to handle for your dad and I'm sure that we'll get into that but like when a tragedy happens but then there's still responsibilities yeah you have like it's just (laughs) that's the thing that you don't think about when you're talking to someone who's lost someone you're trying to be like sympathetic or consoling but the hardest part is like you have to keep going right there's no resting there's no and that's just hard yeah yeah i mean it's 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 the dory kind of thing just keep swimming (laughs) or yeah yeah Yeah. um, what is it andrew mcmahon yeah andrew mcmahon he does or i think it's jack's mannequin and it's 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 swim and like swim for your life Right. Yeah. Yeah. The first two lines of the song are you got to swim, just swim for your life. Like yep. that's kind of all it is. Like you just got to keep going. And yep. even if you don't see the horizon, if you, even if you don't see the land, like you just got to keep going. Yep. And no matter what you're kind of going through. Yep. So that brings me to, so that was like September of 18. And then I deal with that whole situation. I do some traveling, kind of reset my mind. Like I go to see my cousins. I see friends in New York. I I do like a little trip to Vermont just to like kind of get away. (laughs) Yeah. Cabin in the woods because if it's either this or it's like, you know, that's the place you, you could potentially where you start to understand people who do crack. You know, they start to go, okay, like, I understand a little bit more. I have a little sympathy for people who just can't keep it together sometimes because, you know. Like, the dopamine and serotonin comes from in those releases of, like, certain drugs. Yeah. And you're like, why brain uh, chemicals in the brain get released? And then when that yep. when that drug is done and then 
dopamine, you're like, oh, I see how it is now. <laughs> yep. Yep. So yep. after this whole situation, I was like, all right, well, I was like planning like after 2019, I was planning to go to Ireland for two weeks. And then I was like, all right, let me get through this year and then everything will be okay. And then <laughs> uh, mm. April 2nd, we're almost to a year now, April 2nd, 2019. It's when my dad had his first stroke. It was a major stroke on the right side of his brain. Um, and that just kind of put all of us in a tailspin when it came to yeah. restaurants and my mom and me discovering a new realm of responsibility that I didn't know I was capable of. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. And then three weeks later, he had another one after we brought him home to Salisbury. And now he's been in Berlin since may which for those of us who don't know i mean he's not only dealing with being alone in a nursing home but now for the last month or so not month like three weeks he's been in the middle of this pandemic that they're not letting us see him right so like i'll call him i'll call him every day and talk to him if I can, but he, I mean, it's just one of those things like he's got about 60% of his brain left and it's tough. Like it's tough absolutely because it's you're relearning everything, but at the same time, like he doesn't know what day it is. He doesn't know time anymore, which I mean, some of us can through this pandemic are like, what day is it now? Because we can't go outside. <laughs> Right. I think that this experience specifically, you know, being kind of isolated and, you know, self-quarantining or, you know, we're in a situation now where uh, our governor has just issued a stay at home order. So Maryland, after eight o'clock tonight, we're not really supposed to go anywhere. That's just recreational. And, you know, it was kind of a directive before, but now it's like, you know, grocery shop for two weeks, see only your immediate household members like or if you're an essential personnel and people are having a hard time. I mean, I think for me, it's not a hard time for like the isolation part because I'm with my family and my sister's family. Um, like she has two kids and a husband. They haven't seen anyone either. So we've seen them. Right. But otherwise, you know, like I'm okay with being home because I am connected to other people. Technology is amazing. I'm comfortable with that. But I'm noticing, you know, a lot of people are having a hard time. They feel restless and scared mm -hmm. and, like, uncertain. And you're right. It does kind of put into perspective, like, how that must feel for someone like your dad or anyone who is in a situation where, you know, they're just stuck. Right. Yeah. It, it's a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. And, like, I've already talked to the banks about, like, oh, like we're going to defer payments for 90 days because we don't know when we're going to get back to work. So we can't, we don't know if we're going to pay you type thing. <laughs> right. Right. And yeah. And like with my mom, she's like, well, how can this happen? And I'm just, I just like, I don't want to explain all the science to you. 
<laughs> I think that that's been a real challenge for me too. Like, you know, I'm not a scientist, but I'm definitely like a researcher by nature. Right. And understanding how this works for me is comforting to a degree, but also terrifying mm-hmm. on the other side. But then being encountered with people like not knowing and not being willing to educate, but then not being safe or smart. Yeah. I mean, is difficult for me. Yeah. It's been nuts. Like, I mean, even for like that first week of the quarantine, I still had people come in and we did, we got rid of as much product as we, I made a menu based on like what you had, what I had, what we can get rid of. Yeah. Yeah. And then this weekend it was like just me and my head chef and all we did was like chowder and gift cards and the dressing and that, and that was it. And everyone's like, oh, you're not doing like meals. I was like, no, we don't have the product. They're like, oh, well, when will you get it back? And like, it's one of those things. Uh. (laughs) Like, I don't want to explain to you because we do have a lot of older customers. Right. right. I'm just like, we don't want to order product that you're not going to eat because that means we lose money (laughs) even in. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And it's this whole thing where you need to explain to people. It's like, all right, well, there's a certain amount of product we have. And then we have to run at a certain percentage of that product so we can sell it to you and still make a profit to, A, keep the lights on. (laughs) Right. And I, I say profit, but at the same time, it's like, no, it's not really profit. It's more of just like operating expenses. Sustaining. Right, right. It's like your overhead, your cost of doing business. And you know, it's been hard for me because I, well, one, I'm entirely freelance now. So I'm completely unemployed. Nobody needs me. <laughs> um, I don't know what that's going to look like. And it's hard too, because people are like, oh, you know, three weeks, two weeks, three weeks. And if you know the science, like the reality is this could be an 18 month problem. Like, right. For how long it might take to get vaccines or whatever it's going to take because it's serious and people are getting very sick and they're dying and it's scary Mm -hmm. and it's very contagious. And, you know, 18 months from now, it makes you wonder like what, what's next? Like, like you said, the walking dead, like hunger games, like what are we going to look like on the other side of it? And I think that that is one of the biggest things for me that like, I've really been thinking about, because, you know, we talked so much before about like 2019 was hard. It was shit. And my, you know, I kind of hit a bump in 2018. Like I got into a car accident. It really messed up my neck. It compromised my ability to like work a physical job. I've worked as a manager or barista like right. for 15 years. I was managing a coffee shop for Salisbury University like as a state employee. And I couldn't do the job because of an injury to my neck. And like, even though overall like being freelance and doing art and creative stuff is what I want to do I also miss that kind of work and I also miss the consistency of like a paycheck like that yeah and kind of coming to a place where I was like okay I am gonna accept that like I can't go back to working a job on my feet and because I enjoy it but my body doesn't so transitioning from that into like what feels like a free fall being a mm-hmm. freelancing agent, trying to make enough money to support myself and my kid and run a household. And now, you know, I go, okay, I'm, I'm entirely freelance in January and then pandemic. And I'm like, okay, well, well, there's this, 
but part of what I have always said, because my life has been full of like eventness, you know, I, right. and you know what that's like, like you've lived a life too, where things have happened in your life to you and around you that have made you have to like make choices. And it does go back to that idea of like superhero or villain, or like, how do you navigate? And, you know, some of my very closest friends have grown up in similar ways, whether it was like, you know, my parents were divorced. We didn't have a lot of money. Like whatever your challenges are, you have choices to make. Right. And I find that like coming this far in my life, I'm less patient with people who are like, well, everything has been hard for me. So this is just who I am. Right. And like mean and bitter. Like I can't live like that comfortably. And I don't want to inflict like what happened to me on other people. But now I feel like we're all kind of being faced with that opportunity to either like be good to the people around us and like join a community that is supportive or be like, I've seen people like on social media and even in public who are just very bitter about like, the whole pandemic and a lot of people want to talk politics about it and they want to be like well trump this or in a good way or a bad way right which it's not a good it's not a good situation because for me being like bleeding heart fucking liberal anarchist that i am (laughs) it's one of those things like y'all fucked up (laughs) y'all right right ego and and is what's going to cause 300 million people to go into this pandemic and it could be 50,000 to almost 100,000 people not come out of it (laughs) and it's crazy right right and that because you know and I I'm like I was just talking to Tyler about this this morning actually like I really swing between like full-fledged anarchist when I have faith in like the ability of other people around me to like just do right by each other. And then like the complete other side where I'm like communist dictatorship where I'm like, somebody smart needs to be in charge and we might as well be me and a select like group of my friends, because you cannot be in charge of this. Like you cannot, you guys are not capable of handling this on your own. That, that's what people you know, argue it. Like if Russo, like the, the, um, uh, God, Jean-Claude Rousseau, the um, go through my head, not uh, not political, but um, not psychologist. He was uh, basically Rousseau had a whole theory that man is good. And he was part of like the existentialists in France for a long time. Was he a philosopher? Philosopher. God. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> like I said, my brain is yes. like all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So like he had this whole thing where if man is good, then everything's going to work. And that's how right. like anarchy works, that's how com- communism can work, that's how socialism can work. If right. man is good and capable of taking care of himself. The problem is 50% of the people <laughs> in the world can't yep. take care of themselves because... <laughs> Or, and it's not even just like, there is a definite ineptitude, like, and I see this like on a small scale, like in my immediate community, like when you wind up 
whether it's roommates that I've had or like situations where I go, it's obvious to me that like you were well parented and you had parents who like did things for you. And I had a single mom who had a job and I was like a latchkey kid because I know how to like do stuff that maybe if I had a parent at home full time, I wouldn't have. And I'm glad that I know it, you know, if that was the cost, like that sucks. But right. like, you know, it, de- it depends on how you were raised and also like what you learned younger, whether you can fend for yourself. But then there's this other side of it that's like, sheer panic like this toilet paper obsession okay first of all even if you're stuck in your home for six months like I don't buy that much toilet paper regularly but did I make a huge mistake and not like recognize that this could be a problem and get toilet paper early I didn't and so now I'm gonna like not have any because somebody down the street has like 12 cases like what do you need it for Mm -hmm. That's not the thing that you need to survive. But do I have like 20 pounds of rice? I don't know. Maybe like just in case, because if things get worse where I am, you know, we're, we're fortunate so far to be kind of like on the Eastern shore and a little bit removed. Right. It's been a little bit slower coming here. And like the way that people, like, it's just not as populated. So, right. But but we will see that in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Because and if everyone comes if down I here, stay, right. And they're still trying to, and that's, I think the big thing about, you know, regardless of whatever other political issues I may or may not have with current administration. Um, I have to say that I'm like a huge fan of our governor right now. Yeah. I'm really proud of like a lot of the choices that he's made and he's been really proactive and, and, and I'm, I'm in Delaware I'm and Cardi, yeah. Cardi's been doing the same thing. He's been basically yep. following what Hogan's doing because yep. and <laughs> we are surrounded by Maryland and a little bit right. of, a little bit of, uh, Pennsylvania, but I mean, everything up North that the Northern counties, like they're not doing anything. They're not letting people from Philadelphia, like just roam free in the streets. Right. <laughs> You know, and that's my big concern, like, because it's pretty contained here, like, I'm sure that there are people walking around who are infected and contagious because it does take a long time. That's the big challenge, too, is that it takes a long time to see symptoms. But because we're, like, isolated, if people who don't live here will stay away, we might be better off. And you see it in other places that are really isolated, that don't have a lot of, like, national or international travel. Right. Like, West Virginia had like no no cases for like I don't actually I haven't looked it up I don't know if they've had any yet but I think they have but they were like the last because they're isolated yeah they're super isolated and- but because also who wants to go to West Virginia <laughs> this time <laughs> I mean and you're not traveling like people who are traveling like that are not traveling to be among huge crowds of people right you know I've said for years like even when I was married I really pushed my ex to like he was in nursing school and I was like, you should be a travel nurse. Cause I want to like live in an RV and travel all over. And I, I've never felt that more than I do now. And like, I just want a little piece of land with a farm and some chickens because I would like to be able to not leave my house in a situation like this yeah. comfortably without that stress. I am a pretty rational level-headed person, but there is definitely part of me that is anxiety bad. Mm-hmm. And if my brain starts to go, like I just, I don't want to have to be in public. I, you know, I've been to the grocery store kind of a lot trying to like make sure that we have everything we need because I know that it's going to get worse. And every time I go, I'm just like, right. Don't walk near me. Don't breathe on me. Like, um, 
wiping my cart with like Clorox because there are still people who are acting like nothing is happening, you know, and that's, that's a, that feels threatening to Mm -hmm. me. Like I can control myself, but I can't control other people. Right. Because like, you know, growing, going back to your point about being a latchkey kid, um, (laughs) my, I'm like sort of a latchkey kid because my parents were always at the restaurant. Right. But they were, they were made sure like we had, we always had something to eat or if we were old enough, we, (laughs) because they're like, here's the ingredients, go ahead. I'm like, all right, cool. And everyone, (laughs) I've had people ask me in the last like three, four weeks because I had to take a bunch of produce home. They're like, do you actually know how to cook? I'm like, yes, but I never do because I'm always at the restaurant. (laughs) Right. Right. But like, that's all like my parents aren't bad parents. And it's, it, no. and it's one of those things where that, I mean, growing up, you're just like, you just learn what to do when it's needed to be done. Like you do your homework at this time, you learn how to cook dinner. Right. <laughs> um, well, I think too, like it was different when we were growing up, like plenty of things were different, like, but you know, technology and all that, but even just the way that kids were expected to operate like I 100% was given less audience with adults than kids are now but I also was expected to like be more responsible and behave maybe even above like my capability at a certain age because there like that was still you were coming out of generations of parenting where it was very strict Mm -hmm. and kids were expected to start doing things very young and you know society's kind of made a shift because people who were raised that way maybe weren't entirely happy with it you know, I don't really have any complaints, though, as far as like the way that I was raised or like the amount of independence that I had. Part of it is survival. My mom was a single mom. But the other part of it was like, I feel really equipped to like, be alone, (laughs) entertain myself, feed myself, cook, you know, my grandmother taught me how to cook, my mom taught me how to cook. I had other like, women who were around me at the time, like friends of my mom, who everybody kind of contributed to our little village, like, because they were also single parents or whatever. And it was kind of, I don't, I don't want to say like, ancestral, but like, there, there is something to that idea of like, community <laughs> a, and being raised by community. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm seeing that manifest in my life more than ever. Okay? Well, I was, <laughs> I was like, my mom was, yes, she was a uh, native American and the granddaughter of, um, what is basically like a witch doctor slash medicine man of, <laughs> yep. and I'm just like, I see where that has come from and how it all like yep. manifests in my life when it comes to certain things and it comes yep. to community and things like that. And like, she taught me how to cook. My dad taught me how to cook. I also knew how to grow vegetables. Yep. I, I know how to do all that, but I never really did it because we always were at the restaurant. Like, <laughs> And that's the thing. Like I'm figuring out, like I have certain skill sets that I haven't used either in mm-hmm. a long time or like just haven't, had the need to I I've known how to cook for a long time and I I'm a pretty good cook and you know I started really cooking a lot when I was 
eating super strict paleo because that's the only option, especially like around here. You can't really oh, go you'll, out to eat. You'll love tea. what I've been cooking. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of vegetables. No, like meat. literally just it's always it's been like eggs uh asparagus spinach and i have a bunch of onions and avocados but um i may throw in like cheese once in a while but i'm i actually tolerate cheese pretty well i don't do a lot of like other dairy like milk i can do cream in my Mm -hmm. coffee because i don't use that much of it and then i can do like cheese but i don't drink milk I don't really eat yogurt and stuff like that really doesn't sit well with me. But I, you know, I guess for me, like with everything that's going on, I could go one of two ways. And I think everybody could, you know, I think that it's okay to be stressed and sad and scared and Mm -hmm. unsure because that's, that's reality. But I really want to use this time to like, slow down because I have a bad habit of like not doing that and not taking care of like my body and my mind first and even though I know like it's no problem for me to be like well yeah you have to take care of your body and mind first to be able to take care of your environment and then the people who are in that environment but our especially our country does not operate that way our you know need to like make money and survive and like grind until you die like this is kind of a forced slowdown for me. So I'm cooking more. I'm being more mindful of like, I'm actually eating regularly because I have a bad habit of like eating once a day and that doesn't work for me, but I do it anyway. I am gardening. Like, who am I? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like finding the time. You'll to start beekeeping soon. <laughs> I've wanted to have bees for so long. Like, I want a farm. You know, Tyler's going to go like out or even just he works upstairs. He's working from home right now. So he'll be up in the office. I swear one day he's going to come down. There's just going to be like a baby cow in the living yeah. room because oh, I just I found it. <laughs> um, I, I found it. this beekeeper suit. Is this yours? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I'll be like, Melissa, I'm allergic to bees. I'll be like, um, just put the suit on. Just, just wear the suit, suit all the time fine. because there's definitely a uh, beehive in the backyard now. Right. It's okay. <laughs> they're gonna save us you know but I it's like this forced slowdown like I want to when I start to feel anxious kind of direct my energy to those things you know I'm a writer I'm a photographer like I'm trying to find time to do those things in a way that is creative because I would say especially with like shitty 2018 shitty 2019 I wasn't making time for that I used to be those things (laughs) you are still those things you're still those things I know it's just sometimes it gets buried you know right yeah no but you're right shitty 2018 and 19 it's just like well none of that really matters now (laughs) in the last like month and a half which is so wild because it does matter like to who you Mm -hmm. are it's still part of your process but it really shifts like priorities for sure and it grounds people like that's the other thing like it's this is a whole new set of responsibilities that people need to be taking seriously. Like, right. I mean, whatever happens with the restaurants, like fine. But like, I know my employees, I'm just like, what are you guys going to do for like a month? Right. And and I've been approached about like, Oh, what are you doing for your employees? I'm like, I've been helping out my dad. (laughs) Like, 
we're still right. paying we're still paying like 20 grand a month <laughs> to, to for him to be taken care of even though we can't see him <laughs> right and i think that that also is like a major challenge where we live right. because you know in so i told you like tyler's working from home he works out of dc for like a major company he at right at this point is not at risk of being laid off which is wonderful he's in sales so that's you know that might be kind of a hit but as far as like his base salary and his benefits like they're there and his company is doing things for their employees to like support them right now and where we live like the majority of the businesses here are small like even though somebody might look at your restaurants and be like well it's not that small like you have two restaurants and you have a lot of employees you're a small family-owned business and to like be able max. to like even continue to support yourselves, how do you do it? And then to have expectations of like supporting a community around you. It's yeah, hard. like based on or like sales numbers and who how many we employ throughout the year. I mean, even if we go through seasonal employees out the wazoo, like year round, we still have like 35 year round employees, right. which is great. I mean even if we get to numbers in the summer where it's about a hundred employees, that's still right. a small business. Like our sales right. don't exceed $5 million between the two. And that's gross. But that mean you're still paying, you're still paying cost of doing business, employees, taxes. Like that, that's not, it doesn't count, you know, those things. That's just, yeah. it's just hard. And it's, I think it's hard for people to imagine what that looks like. Right. And, you know, I know everybody's worried about their money. I just hope that, like, as this progresses, people across the board can be sympathetic Mm -hmm. and understand, like, if you're not able to pay your bills, then probably the people who are paying you can't pay you either. And, like, I don't know what that's going to look like as we go forward. I know a lot of places have, like, deferred mortgage payments and utility payments and stuff. Um, We did get a really nice email when this all started from our rental agency that was like you know our renters and our staff are our family we're going to close the offices we're going to keep everybody safe we're going to limit like house calls all of this stuff but we just want to let you know that rent is still due on the first (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh that's cool (laughs) i was like uh this suddenly feels like a very dysfunctional family But, you know, that was three weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago. So I don't know what that's going to look like as things go forward or if there's going to be like some government like mandates mm-hmm. in our state or I don't, you know, we'll see. Which there but should have been. Those but... kinds of things are, I know, I agree. I agree. You know, I think there are places that are like offering relief for like up to four months mm-hmm. already. Yeah. Just knowing. Like because... Canada and Italy and Germany yeah. and yeah. the UK. They're all offering right. relief. I mean, it's not a lot. Right. Like it's the equivalent of like two thousand dollars a month. But I mean, for a family of four, two grand a month, it's it's right. it'll get you groceries. Like that's well, I was gonna say, like that covers almost all of my expenses as like for my entire household, including things that like if we're talking relief and we're talking like government intervention, mm-hmm. I would hope that somewhere in there my eleven hundred dollar rent would be 
like maybe not it, I mean, okay so they can't evict me so like right. if I don't pay my rent I won't be homeless but like when things start to pick up again you know I'll, I'll owe six months of back rent immediately so I don't know what that's right. gonna look like but you know as of right now I can still pay my rent but I'm hoping I'm just hoping that it becomes like obvious like the right thing to do is the thing that will get right. done and I you, you know you I don't always that. have a lot of faith in the government that way but <laughs> yeah neither do I <laughs> at all we'll see i mean we'll see if you look at southern delaware i was reading like um statistics on like where certainly like, because the census i was i was filling out my census and i was like what's the yeah. uh, percentage difference of like population change from 2010 to like 2019 and like sussex county is almost a 30 percent increase in nine years <laughs> because our taxes are so low right so everyone has moved my here. sister lives in sussex county yep yep and she's lived there for a long time and like for me coming out of this i'm like well even if we don't do the numbers from 2018-19 you still have a growth rate when it comes to people moving here that will sustain your business as a restaurant if you're good at being a restaurant. Which right. right. Because, <laughs> you know, as we come out of this, I think people are really gonna want to one, support local businesses. Right. Like that's been a huge thing. And I think that people really yeah. mean that. But also like being told you can't go somewhere, immediately people want to go. So they're <laughs> gonna be like chomping at the bit to go out as soon as they're they like, can. fuck you guy. <laughs> we need to go. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get out of here. I understand. I have to go. Yeah, because they they need yeah. a sense of community. They want to see a familiar face still working there. Like, right? I think this would be a good time to start like a relationship counseling kind of online virtual mm -hmm. business. Personally, I think a lot of people are going to be really like <laughs> they're quarantined at home. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> for me, like it's a lot of catching up on shows that I missed out on. It's a lot of yes. podcasts, a lot of books on tape, like all that. Or my Audible account is like <laughs> taking a hit. <laughs> I know. I just looked at. It, I was like, I mean, I could buy three more credits. Like, it's yeah, a big fine. deal. I love Audible. Like, it's totally fine. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I'm not. I'm not going out and buying coffee. I'm not. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going out to eat. Yeah. I mean, you're saving so much money just not going out to eat. And everyone's going to be like, wow, I've saved so much just by eating like at home. Yeah. Yeah. Which me as a restaurateur, I'm like, no, wait, come back. <laughs> but like. At, they will I come know. back. People, not only are they going to be like, wow, I saved so much money. But then they're going to feel like they're, they are entitled to go out a little bit more because they didn't for so long. You know, I don't think that the restaurant industry is ever going to really suffer once people are allowed to right. leave their houses, you know, that's a thing. People like going out to eat. I love going out to eat. I don't want to cook and clean up every single meal every right. single day. No, no, no. But doing that now is a lot easier because I don't have a job. Right. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a, you know, homesteading housewife. Mm -hmm. I have there. noticed, like, because I've restocked my my spices and, and different things in my house, People around here don't know how to use spices. 
Uh, like, yeah. When I go through like the international section and I'm just like, yeah, I need like chipotle peppers and I need cardamom and I need like yellow curry powder and all this stuff. There's plenty of that. <laughs> I'm just, and I'm, I'm always laughing because it's like you go through the different aisles and it's like, all right, butter's gone. Um, salt, pepper, maybe garlic. And then like these yeah, super yeah. basic spices. And I'm just like, you guys don't know how to spice your food. That's why you keep coming to me. <laughs> right. Right. Don't yeah. teach them. Yeah. Well, like, or like old Bay is gone. I'm just like, you guys are. <laughs> I love old I do Bay, too. but I, you know, I don't put, I don't put right. it on everything. Or like I went through the hot sauce rack and I'm just like, there's Cholula, there's Tabasco. Um, <laughs> There's there's sriracha. I'm like, you guys, these are really simple things to your food to help out your home cooking. And maybe you should do a vlog. No. <laughs> Come on. Come on. No, I mean it's mostly gonna be ranting at certain types of people not knowing how to spice their food. <laughs> That's okay. People love yeah. that shit. You've been on the internet, you know, people love Yeah, that well, shit. I also, like, you're talking to the guy who has been trying to get rid of vodka for five years in my bars. <laughs> I hate vodka. Listen, I'm, I'm like, in for that mission. I am I know, a fan. but, like, it's one of those things where I'm just like, that's another issue where I'm like, that has no flavor <laughs> at all. Do Put something, something else. else in there. Ah, and I just go like me going on rants about so funny. They're like, "Oh, you guys get anything vodka based?" I'm just like, "Oh God, why?" <laughs> no, we like, don't. Yes, I can make you whatever because I have this big bottle of vodka, and I have plenty of fresh juice and spices and syrups and tinctures and bitters and. Like I have an apothecary at home. I was gonna say a whole apothecary. You are. A I am witch. a witch. I tell people I that, and they're like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> no, like, but but real. Like, when will you? Believe <laughs> no me? one believes me. <laughs> people have been saying to me for years, "Oh, you're like you're like a witch." I'm yes. Like, yeah. And... Like, no. <laughs> like no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. And what's your point? <laughs> <laughs> right. Duh. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm growing more herbs than right. anything else. Right. Hello. <laughs> it's like how much lavender and <laughs> um oh god. Sage. sage. I have a lot of sage. I have a lot of rosemary. Baby's breath. <laughs> Things <laughs> like that. Where it's just like what can we burn in the uh fire pit just to cleanse us? <laughs> Um, my fire pit, and I only chose it because it was like available in store that day and I wanted one and whatever, but it's like a cauldron. It does, it's not like a traditional right. style yeah. cauldron, but like, that's what it was called on the box. And I went and picked it up and I was like, uh, of yeah. course, I don't even do it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I just draw these things. I have a cauldron me. tattoo. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <indeed>. Yes. <laughs> The first year I grew herbs at the end of the season, like I harvested a bunch of them and hung them upside down to dry in my kitchen, like all over my kitchen. And I remember something com somebody coming over to my house for the first time and they were like, um, wow, you 
you really are you really are a witch aren't you and I was like (laughs) I mean this is just what I do this is just who I am and then now I have like an entire cabinet of like loose leaf tea and like other ingredients (laughs) because I make my own tea I mean, nobody like really says anything about it until they get sick, and then they're like, "Oh, could you make me a tea? Right. You want to? Do, do you have anything? Like, I, I have a little cold. Could you make me a tea? Do you have I'm some like, turmeric? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Of course, uh-huh. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pink pepper, black pepper, juniper berry. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I start growing nightshade, that's when everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, this guy's serious." <laughs> Oh no, <laughs> we've underestimated yeah. you. <laughs> oh man. Well, I think that that's like the the goal for 2020, at least now. Like, release the inner witch. Like, really focus on focus on grounding. You know, the earth is coming to life. All of this yeah. stuff is happening. I think it's just time. It's the just time. Is, what else are the we? The earth do? is coming back, which I think is beautiful. I do I've too. I've I've seen so many articles about like. Oh, carbon emissions are down. Uh, wildlife is returning to like certain areas. Um, all of the waterways. In yeah, Italy, in Venice, they're, they're clean. clean. They're like clear. Yeah. It's just... I don't know. I just, I don't know. That's. I think. I think that that's something that I might want to do an episode on, and probably you're the person. And I want to see if I can do three people at a time. I think I can. Um, and I would love to have Angela on that episode sure. too to kind of talk about what that feels like. You know, she lives in West Ocean City, but she lives like basically on a little mm-hmm. farmette. So she's pretty isolated right. anyway. But she was telling me yesterday how she's used to even hearing like road traffic, even though she's on like a super mm-hmm. long driveway. And now because Assateague is closed and, you know, she lives like on the way to Assateague, that in a matter of a few days, she kind of forgot like how quiet it could actually right. be down there. And I think just talking about that and, you know, every time I go outside, it's quiet in a different way. There are still cars, like there are still people, but it's, it's different. And even when there are people outside, like the way that it's quiet is different. And, you know, I definitely have my superstitions and my beliefs and I have to really wonder, you know, I saw the M. Night Shyamalan movie where the earth kind of put the smack down on humanity. It's not a good movie. (laughs) It's not a good movie, <laughs> but that idea has just been in the back of my head when I was like, you the know. plants are going to start making us kill each other. It's going to be great. <laughs> and not, you know, not maybe as like ridiculous as that, but this definitely isn't hurting the environment. No, for not sure. at all. And, and I don't know. I, I am hesitant to say that it's going to be overall good for us because I definitely don't want to downplay the fact that people are losing their lives and are sick and, you know, the economy is definitely in jeopardy and that can be scary, Mm -hmm. but you know, part of me feels like maybe something I'm a silver lining kind of person. I really try to be, it's either that or I'm going to lose it. (laughs) It's just going to go crazy. But you know, I just, I want to believe that maybe somewhere in this, like, you know, carbon emissions are down. The the ozone looks a little healthier. (laughs) The water is healthier. Animals are more abundant. Right. I mean, you know, it's maybe not so bad. I, because I can't go to the gym anymore, I've started doing walks around my neighborhood, and I do, like, four-mile walks every day. But um, yeah. 
like today I saw 15 buzzards <laughs> as like, I was like, Oh, that's an omen. <laughs> Just on like- We have a lot of buzzards here, but we have, I have an osprey nest right across the street from my mm-hmm. house. And I'm noticing like from last year, just kind of a change in their behavior too. They're a lot more vocal and they're a lot more like they're coming lower and they're just, they're just more present. And I don't know if it's because like, it's less noise for them too. It's less people Mm -hmm. for them too, but you know, there's definitely, there's something going on. Yeah, And my house is like on the edge of a major road, but like, I still see, I have Robins everywhere. I have Cardinals. I have Blue Jays. There's a lot more squirrels out. Um, there are a lot, like, the neighborhood cats are walking around a lot more. Bella asked me in the car yesterday um, why there were so many cats. <laughs> and I was like, well, honestly, because less people are out, I said they probably always live here, but they're just more comfortable being out because there are less people around she goes that makes me feel better i was worried that they were just stray because like their owners were sick and i was like well being eight during this time must be kind of challenging you know she's not in school right now Mm -hmm. at all and they're not really doing like distance learning either for school which you know she's she'll be all right she's above her grade level but you know know, not forever (laughs) i don't know We'll That's see. one of those things where you're like, see what happens. oh, well, I hope this is going to work out. Uh. <laughs> I know. Like, well, we'll give it a little bit of time. It's funny as we're talking about this. I'm sitting outside because it's beautiful and, you know, I'm vitamin D deficient anyway and it's sunny and I'm like killing two birds with one stone. <laughs> and I just looked over the tree in front of me and I can see the moon and I definitely could not see it right. a little while ago. I was like, all right, hello. <laughs> Hi, moon. So, um, our next episode, uh, when we talk about uh, magic, that'll be you and me again. So let's pick a date and time right now, next week. Perfect. Got yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm doing anything else. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> next Monday at noon, we'll start doing, I mean, we can do this weekly because I, <laughs> I have nothing else to talk about. I mean. I I would love to actually we should just do that I think that I've been saying for like nine months like I really just want to be able to spend time working on the podcast I've been working on this stupid thing for nine months <laughs> and it's funny how I you know I've been saying I need time I just need time and here's all the time in the world if I don't use it then it's a total spit in the face right. like you know I might as well make use yeah. of what I have and I'm all and it. I'm all for it like it's definitely I mean I have nothing else to do <laughs> at this moment, Perfect. like on Mondays, because we don't know how much we're going to open. I mean, we're open on weekends and yeah. we're doing like very yeah. simple meals that people can do for takeout. But at the same time, like we're not going to do that Again, seven days a week. <laughs> and it- yeah. So we'll do it between now and then we can. Yes. Yeah. Because of this handy dandy app. Thank you, Anchor. I know, right? <laughs> and we're going to start recording um, commercials. We're going to monetize this, and this will be my new job. Oh, we're going to do that. I don't know. We're I don't do know. That now? I'm not ready for that. Right now, it's no. just for fun. Yeah, we can do that. Well, <laughs> absolutely. Thank you for spending an hour with me virtually. Of course. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, yeah, I look forward to next Monday. 
Yeah. Let's hope this one publishes well, and records. I have, <laughs> I have high hopes. Once, once I finish yes, it, I I'm just going to sit the phone down and let it upload. And then I'm going to check it and then I'll send it to you. Perfect. And then I will put it out into the interwebs about like, hey, by the way, <laughs> do you guys want to check on my mental well-being? Here you go. Well, I also want to thank everyone who has made it this far into the podcast. And you can look forward to hearing more from us Mondays at noon. And I'm going to try to publish it same day. That's going to be the goal. So okay. awesome. I'm going to try that. And then if anybody wants to contribute, you know how to get in touch with us. So do it. Absolutely. 100%. Thank you for having me. Thank you me. for coming. And I'll talk to you soon. Yes. Bye, everyone. Bye.